welcome. What up? This is the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Ray. And man, let's get into it for today. Yeah. All right. So I had some uh, some pre podcast viewing to do. So uh, Ray, go ahead and explain what you just showed me online. Uh, yeah. So there is a YouTube channel called Truly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have a series going called Love Don't Judge. Um, mm-hmm. Just some interesting relationships. And uh, if you could please describe how interesting <laughs> that video we just watched was. Uh, yeah, so the title of the video is My Girlfriend Acts Like a Dog. <laughs> now, when you say your girlfriend acts like a dog, is it does it mean that she does disrespectful things? You know, like people are like, oh, men are dogs and blah, blah, blah. What does it mean when they say that my girlfriend acts like a dog? Uh, it means... She gets on all fours. Uh, she catches frisbees with her mouth, and <laughs> she catches frisbees with her mouth. She asks for treats. Yep. Uh, she lets you put a leash on her and mm-hmm. walk her around the uh, dog park. And if you eat food around her, uh, she might beg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this shit was so wild <laughs> because mind you, I had no earthly idea what I was getting myself into. So. The, like, the video just kind of showcases this couple, quote-unquote. And the thing is that this couple... First of all, the couple is interracial. So it's already a little bit of... <laughs> first of all, so I'm going to say this first. The couple is interracial. And I want you guys to kind of think about what is the relationship dynamic with the races, right? So, surely enough, it was... I, I feel bad saying this, but the white girl was acting like the dog... And then the black guy was acting like the, the owner. The <laughs> owner. <laughs> I was gonna try. I was gonna try to skate around the word owner. That that's that was her words, not not that, ours. Yo, that's true. Her though. words, not ours. That was definitely her words. She was like, I wouldn't so, have said it if she said it. Yeah, she didn't say it. She was like, my so or so and so is the best owner ever, and I was like, ooh, I feel weird now. <laughs> Nah, but like Shorty had like uh, a a kennel, mm-hmm. and like it looked like jail cell. Mm-hmm. But uh, and she's like, I'm most comfortable when I'm in my kennel, and this, that, and, like it was the wildest thing I've seen in at least this month. Uh, I will add that um, even though you know she she said that they get a lot of flack when they go out, uh, as they should. Yes. Um, even though she said to get a lot of flag when they go out, I think if the races were reversed, it oh. would be ten times the flag. Oh my god! I can only imagine if it was either or, whether a black guy or the black girl was like walking around acting like a fucking dog, yeah. bro. There would be no ah, ah. Wait a minute. We know. Remember when Snoop Dogg pulled up to some awards show with these chicks on leashes? Yeah, but that was the nineties were different. <laughs> that no, was no, the no, no, no. I think that it's I feel like it's more acceptable now to have someone on a leash uh, than back then. If if well I'm, I'm gonna say hmm. a woman on a leash. I'll say I feel like it's Well more, no, that's what happened. Like that's what I mean that's definitely what happened. But yeah. I feel like it's more what's the word I'm looking for? Hmm. Uh it's more accept. I feel like people are a little bit more acceptable of a lot of things now mm. than they were back in the day. Like Snoop Dogg back in the day when he had those chicks on leashes deserved every bit of flack he should have gotten. But now I think it's like, hey, it's 2020. Fuck it. I think 
I I agree with you to an extent, mm-hmm. but it's very particular. So for example, if if just a picture of Snoop Dogg with those women on leashes came out, instant firestorm, he would be told like today, yeah, he would yeah, get yeah. shit on. Yeah. But if a video of Snoop Dogg with those leashes out and there was a specific scene where the girls on the leashes were like, Yeah, I love this, like this is what I love, then the people would be like, Okay. I don't think people are ever gonna be like, okay, because that shit is so. Well, no, well, let me let me rephrase that. Okay, people wouldn't be as outraged. Uh, you're you're right okay. that yes, people would be like, what the fuck, still. <laughs> but then what you say, if if they were able to hear from the girls and the girls were like, yes, this is consensual. I wanted to do this. It would be way different than just a, if a picture came out of him with girls on leashes. You know what I mean? I feel like the video, I feel like videos, I think that just goes along with videos always offering more clarification than videos. Yeah. You're being able to explain yourself rather than mm-hmm. um, leaving it up leaving it up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think, <sighs> there was, I'm just so flabbergasted by the fact that they were actually allowed to that they just do that on the regular. Like, at first, like, when you first showed it to me, this first started off, I thought it was just, like, an in-their-house type of thing. Right. But she walks like a regular human being when they're in public and shit. But, no, Shorty really goes out in public, rolls around in dirt. And she's not an ugly woman by any stretch of the imagination. She was a very good-looking woman. Yeah. But, honestly, no. Okay, so think of... Okay, let's think about this, right? (laughs) So as so once again, if you haven't seen the video, go watch the video. We're giving you like the synopsis of the videos. They have a whole bunch of other videos that I'll explain in a second. But, Just search "My girlfriend acts like a dog and I love it." Yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend acts like a dog and I love it. Google that, and it's gonna come up. It's gonna be so funny. But uh, so I guess the thing is with it, I think her like Instagram was like puppy dog something whatever. But yeah. what they did when they went to the park. Mm-hmm. Was kind of you know just record the chick and he's like oh I'm gonna throw a frisbee and you're gonna catch it with your mouth and you're gonna yeah. get a treat we're gonna do this all on video and stuff like that so that leads me to believe that it's more for show than it is an actual guy walking around with this woman on uh a leash. yeah so I'll be the first to say like on any social media platform and I consider YouTube is. It's a streaming service, but it's It's also a social media platform. Definitely. Yeah. On any social media platform, I never forget the possibility that whatever I watch on there could be entirely staged. Exactly. Like, exactly. And never trust a perfectly placed camera. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if I was in the park and I saw them doing that, I would just assume that was a photo shoot for like some kind of YouTube video or something. Or a skit. Or a skit. Yeah. 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 But uh, as far as this real life thing, uh, is this real? I people I, I would, fucking weird though. Yes, you're right. But you know why I don't think this would be real? Why? Because I feel like if they were actually doing this daily, we would have found out about it before this company approached them. That's I believe that because I believe that. they live in Texas. Oh, and yeah. apparently they go out often in the park doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there has never been a viral tweet or like... Yeah, that's true shit, too. Like, look at this shit. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, yo, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Hey, yo, marketing-wise, that is a great... Because I just don't think Yeah. that... Like I said, they were two attractive people, and it's just like, I just do not think that it would ever come to that. Yeah. Like, 
if you say, just imagine how much you have to love somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say love somebody. How much you have to tolerate somebody <laughs> that you consider your girlfriend or you consider your lover and just watch them walk around, bark like a dog and act like an asshole. Yeah. Bro, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I know I couldn't do it. I'd be like, get your fucking ass off. <laughs> Some, someone, <laughs> someone said, someone in the comments said, she can act like a dog, dog all she want, but when the bills come, she better stand the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Oh my God. So like, yeah, I... Bro, yeah. like I said, I am baffled by what I just watched. <laughs> but, you know, shout out to, what is it called again? Love Don't Judge? Yeah. You know, like I said, they got a whole bunch of little, uh, on that YouTube page, Truly, they mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of, like, little videos that have, like, a video called I Married a Man on Death Row, <laughs> Age Gap Relationships, Being in a Thruple, um, He's 20, I'm 58, We Just Got Married. I think the dog thing is the craziest thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking for some other things. Um... I mean, it just kind of like highlights people where it says we're raising our kids with no gender. Um, there was another one that I just dating with no sexual organs. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot. Oh, and this one caught my eye, too. I was a married pastor until I fell in love with a man. And that was like I said, they have a whole bunch of different things like this little like, you know, five to ten minute videos about stuff like this. Um, I haven't. I've only watched that one, so I can't tell you how good the other ones are going to be. But uh, I'm definitely going to probably fall into a wormhole. Yeah, slowly. yeah. Uh, another another common complaint I saw in the comments was, yeah. um, having a kink is okay, but um, forcing people to tolerate your kink outside of your home is not okay. That is wild. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, I saw a tweet because <laughs> you know I think they said uh, so people were like I think they were talking about kink shaming right so mm-hmm. it's like somebody was like uh, what did they say what did they say I think it was along the lines of I believe in kink shaming because some of you motherfuckers are weird <laughs> and it's like that is true <laughs> that is true like I don't even think it's a yeah I can't tell if she shorty was actual I don't know. I'm just. I was just baffled. I'm still gathering all my thoughts together about that whole situation. But yeah. Uh, so, um, so Jeff, you know, you have a, you have a dog. You have a, you have a girl. Now I'm never gonna. <laughs> okay, go ahead. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. You have a girl. You have a dog. You have a happy home. Yes. You know? uh, uh, so you know, if uh, old Lorenzo put her up for. Adoption, you know. Wait, would you you, put my girl up for adoption? No, no, no. If this guy put his girl, his girl, (laughs) (laughs) so where I could just, you know what? I'm gonna bring a new dog into the house. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that'd be horrible. Just, I can only imagine that argument that would uh, (laughs) that would uh, follow. But but she she can play with her too. Like, like, but <laughs> that, I feel like that's worse than actual asking her to bring in an actual person. Like, think about it. Like, if I go to my girlfriend and I'm like, "Hey, I want to get a new dog, but this dog is a person," <laughs> yeah. I would much rather just say, "Hey, I'd rather bring a whole other person into our relationship mm-hmm. than me 
asking for a dog person. I feel like asking for a dog person is way more disrespectful. Like, you really expect me to believe that this human is going to act like a dog 24-7? Oh, my God. I can only imagine the argument that would ensue. Well, what if what what if he doesn't even put up her out for adoption? What if she just loses track of him and she's just wandering around on the street, <laughs> and you were just driving by and saw her wandering around? You like, hey, no, I'd be here. like, get your fucking ass up! <laughs> <laughs> that is what the fuck I would do. I would tell her to get her motherfucking ass up. Oh my god! But oh yeah, because that 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 makes me. This is another reason why that whole dog and human, you know, persona is kind of weird. Because it's like, can he give her up for adoption? What if she's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm tired of you. Like, I'm going to give you up to somebody else. Or like, did she get like passed around? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope she wears knee pads. I don't. She spent a lot of time on her knees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that. Of course, you know what I meant. <laughs> yes. But if you look at the video, she's on the pavement on her knees. Like that's. that's oh yeah, crazy. she was wild. She, she probably got holes in all her jeans and shit. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that is like I said, people are crazy, but also there are a lot of different human beings on this earth. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know what we could do to follow that one up, bro. Mm. Uh, I uh yeah yeah. But uh, we could talk about Paul Pierce. Getting fired from ESPN for hosting a good old game of poker with strippers, man. <laughs> My man yeah. was smoking, drinking, had the strippers at the crib, you know. Yeah, I thought he was married at first, but I, he made clear that oh, yeah, he was in the game. It might have been a divorce party. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, my ball, my man Paul Pierce was in. Like I said, he went on Instagram Live for whatever reason, decided to show this world, show the entire world that he was playing poker with strippers and, um, or excuse me, exotic dancers. Mm-hmm. And uh, with him and his boys, they're all drinking, having a good time. Probably a common scene that you would probably see around. You know, it's probably like not that crazy of a scene mm-hmm. that you know people you know have drinks. Smoking and have women, but you know you can't do that when you are owned, not owned. When you, oh god, when you work for ESPN, mm-hmm. and surely enough, they dropped the hammer on him and fired that nigga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, if mm, you know, if I had to guess, I would feel like, well, no, you, you know, I would first I was gonna say. Uh, it's such an obvious thing that maybe he did it on purpose to try to get out. But then, you know, we don't know these people. Yeah. Maybe they are just so, maybe he was just so unaware that, especially with Disney. Yeah. That def that was definitely yeah, Disney get him owns out. ESPN, so that's why I was like, yeah, they definitely gonna get him out there. Yeah. Cause, and but also also not only does Disney own ESPN. But Disney demands all of their public figures to be squeaky clean. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the Disney Channel brand, or right. that's the Disney brand. That's why everybody goes ape shit crazy as soon as they leave. Like Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say that you know the Chloe girl went ape shit crazy, but I mean it's that transition from child star to an actual human being because shit. You know, um, well I'll bring that up later. But you know Demi Lovato, like mm-hmm. I said, she went full fledged like 
you know, she got really hardcore into drugs and all that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, I mean, Paul Pierce, you hate to see it. Oh, mm-hmm. did you hear about the uh, adult website offering? So I think it was like Cam Soda, right? So apparently some <laughs> adult website, they offered him a $250,000 a year salary to be their first NBA analyst mm. for an adult. That's not web- uh, for him. That's, I wouldn't. I don't, again, I don't know his money, but I would assume yeah. for him, that's not that much. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, Paul Pierce, like, Paul Pierce was, like, literally his nickname was the truth. Like, he yeah. was all NBA type player. Yeah. He was, like I said, just peak of his game. Like, he is a Hall of Famer for certain. And, you know, I will say, if I had to guess based on the way he was acting this week, he probably still has a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not acting like uh, you know he's worried about money. <laughs> yeah, bro. with his job. Honestly, bro, I think I mean especially like I, when NBA players and NFL players get to that point in their in their careers, yeah. I feel like they just need something to do. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like once they can no longer play and they can't keep up with the young guys in the league, I feel like a lot of them want to stay connected to the game. Mm-hmm. And with them wanting to stay connected to the game, um, I think that a lot of them, like I said, get into sports analysts, jobs, a lot of them coach. Just yeah. any way that they can stay around the game without actually, well, I guess without being able to compete at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, he might have just fucked up his, uh, I don't even say his best opportunity, mm-hmm. but he definitely fucked up what he had. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but yeah, let me read you the statement from the adult website that offered him this job. It's yeah. it's actually kind of fu- not funny, but it's actually I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. So, yeah. um, oh shit, I clicked out of it. Give me a quick second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it says, "Dear Paul Pierce, I saw the news that you have parted ways with ESPN after you posted a video to social media of yourself with exotic dancer." Now that you are employed, I would like to extend you a position at Cam Soda as our first ever NBA analyst. As our NBA analyst, blah, 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 blah. So basically, they're giving him his own platform. He's going to be live streaming. Then now, here at Cam Soda, we champion exotic dancers, cam girls, and sex workers. We would be more than willing to accommodate you um, for... (laughs) I didn't get this part at first. I didn't read this whole thing. We would be more than happy to accommodate your penchant for women and you'd be free to stream with them while they twerk in the background and more. (laughs) (laughs) That whole concept is just hilarious. Uh, So is he going to be judging like pole dancing competitions or something? No, like they said he would be an actual NBA analyst. He would just have strippers in the background. Oh, Oh, so so I guess the whole idea from what I just read. Is like he would be basically going about his regular day, you know, mm-hmm. just reporting on sports. But he would have women probably like either topless or like shit, like going up and down stripper poles behind him mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much their whole view of how that would work. I guess that's with them throwing that adult website in there. Yeah. But uh, which is a funny concept. I, I would definitely need to get COVID tested every session. <laughs> yeah, that not, is not 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 that not saying you know strippers are dirtier than the average person, but they just come but, in contact with a lot of people. Yes, yeah, and yeah. having a different person's crotch in your face every day is that, risky. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's risky. <laughs> now, nah, but if you okay, so all right, so let me start a pot a little bit. 
is that just an extreme version of what ESPN does? So, what mm, I mean by that? Well, uh, I mean... You want me to explain a little bit more? I, I don't think you need to. I think okay, you got it? <laughs> yes. I mean, as in, really, all television. I mean, they hire attractive-looking people. Fair enough. And... I want to say we all, all we all know, you know. Well, I'll admit, as a young kid, we've all had crushes that, on the. Yes, yeah. yes, we've had we've all yeah. had that channel. Yeah. Where we're just watching. Yeah. yeah, bro, Josina Anderson. I yes. swear to God, Josina Anderson was the biggest crush I had. Anytime <laughs> I watch ESPN or NFL Live, mm-hmm. whenever Josina Anderson would come onto the TV, I'd like start clapping on. That was my boo right there. That's my. <laughs> That is my boo right yep, there. Right. And then you got Carrie Champion. Yep. Aaron Andrews. So, like, it's a lot of good-looking women. So, I guess what I meant by that was, like, there are a lot of – I think ESPN has been known to, I guess, hire more, quote-unquote, model-type, you know – I'm going to say actually, but model-type broadcast journalists. Oh, CNN, Fox News, and SMBC. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. They there's, all do it. There's always a certain archetype of the, I guess, women that they hire. Right. Whereas the men could look like anything. Like you, you could yeah. you got Chris Berman and yeah. then you got Shannon Sharp. You yeah. feel me? So those are two completely different like the spectrum for being a man on TV mm-hmm. is a lot wider than uh the spectrum for being a woman on TV. Mm-hmm. Which is I guess I which I think is indicative of, you know, society as a culture and you know us not really um I guess women giving women a fair shake, I guess, in society period. But that's kind of the general thought of... So basically, what Paul Pierce would be doing, if he were to take that, I don't think he's going to take mm-hmm. the job at all. But mm-hmm. I think that that's just a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's just uh, an extreme version of what is actually going on mm-hmm. in you know broadcast, especially sports broadcasting today. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Let me see. What else you got? Uh... I'll start off with uh, something interesting. So, Intel had a conference where they were showing off some new tech. Mm-hmm. And they introduced something that got people a little, a little okay. like, what the fuck? So, so, Intel, the company? Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Intel, they make computer chips, computer company. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, as you know, there are a lot of people that stream. Basically, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, right, like right. Twitch, um, and people playing video games or on on streams, you have a chat feed. Okay. Right? Um, obviously, a lot of people can say whatever they want on there. Right, right, right. Uh, they use AI to, like, quickly look at all the messages and, like, remove some people saying crazy really shit. crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, this is another attempt at that. It is Intel making software that can look at these chats quickly and like remove crazy things. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the funny part of it is they're doing that, but they also added a settings page to it. Mm-hmm. So they're so <laughs> they literally added a, a white supremacy dial where you could be like, "Oh, I want a little bit white supremacy," or "I want." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, or I want none of it, or just give me oh, all the white supremacy. <laughs> so basically, they 
introduced a filtering. They basically they introduced, I guess, live stream comments filtering to where you can choose whatever fucked up things you want to look at, right? So, yeah. So it's like if you want to. So if let's say. Okay, so so Ray just showed me that they have this setting on there. Do you want to see chat comments that say the N-word or no? (laughs) And then just imagine if you if you clicked. (laughs) It's got I mean, so like if you're watching a live stream, so say say you're watching the Isley brothers and Earth Wind Fire, right? Mm -hmm. And you wanna and then you're looking at that live stream and you're like, you know what? I want to see all the comments that say "nigga." <laughs> when 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 the, when they when they were really going like yeah. let me let me turn the N word off. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh that's so funny. It's like you can literally filter like you said if you wanted I guess mm-hmm. all the fucked up things that you could possibly imagine. So the category AI. Yeah. So the categories they have are misogyny. Okay. You can set all, most, some, or none. <laughs> uh, the same for name calling, which. That's gonna be kind of tough. That's gonna be to fun think. though, bro. I feel like that could be fun. Like, yeah. I want all the insults <laughs> and just filter the best jokes out from your live streams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but name calling it'll probably be tough for the AI to. If I type, oh, he looking like some old damn, <laughs> then it'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> you look like a basket, bitch. <laughs> uh, they have xeno- racism and xenophobia. Okay, okay. Uh, xenophobia is, you know, fear of, like, foreign people, just in general. I was about to ask, what's the difference between xenophobia and racism? But, okay, yeah. xenophobia is just people from a different, not where you're from, basically. People, yeah, foreign people. So just, yeah, people that are So you could be black and afraid of Africans, you'd be xenophobic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, and they have dials for that. Uh, sexually ex- explicit language. Okay. And swearing. Wow, yeah. I feel like it'd be boring if you turn swearing off. Like if you yeah. if you turn cuss words off of a live stream, you don't need to be on a live stream. You're too fucking young. Like if you yeah, if you get a deal with Coca Cola and Disney, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. if you're doing a stream for Disney, you can crank all these all the way up. Yeah, <laughs> but then once your dis once uh once your Disney check clears, turn them all down. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so all right, so obviously we're throwing some jokes out about this shit, but I think that might. I don't think it's too bad of an invention. You feel me? So what I mean by that is, as we know, streaming or live streaming and different things like this, this is becoming the new TV, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, like I said, we were just talking about the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire verses. But these verses numbers, mm-hmm. versus is doing better than Saturday Night Live. You feel me? More yeah. people are tuning in to they're two completely different shows, uh-huh. but more yeah. people are tuning in to shows on their phones mm-hmm. and to watch things compared to back in the day. So now I feel like it's almost serving as a parental control, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can you can explain what you want to introduce your children to, right? Yeah. So say you're you know say you're a parent, right? Mm-hmm. And you're and you're. 10 year old kid mm-hmm. wants to watch I don't know let's say they do verses for like young niggas right so let's just say <laughs> they're doing like some verses with you know new age rappers like NBA young boy and Kodak Black right yeah. so those are their two those are their favorite two rappers and you want uh, your and your son wants to watch that 
So with, uh, with, with Young Reese, the 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 oh. guy. The AI is gonna be like, I don't know what that is. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that nigga just said. It'll probably that bleep it out. That was explicit. Then you speaking a different language. Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, no. So say you're, you're a parent. You want to do that shit, right? So you could turn off. Like, I don't want my kid looking at any white supremacists. I don't uh, want my kid looking at, I guess, any misogynistic comments that might going, go on. So you could turn those things off. But I feel like if you're watching that, you're going to have to turn your nigga on. Right, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to turn the nigga on. You're probably going to have to turn on a little bit of bullshit, but you know, <laughs> like jokes and shit like that. I don't know name calling, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So I can fe- I can see the usability and I can see probably where it's going. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, being able to filter out if you want to say like if you want what you want to watch in the chats is hilarious to me. Yeah, I so I agree that the tool is cool. The mm. tool is needed. Um. Other companies have already made this kind of tool. Mm-hmm. My my only thing is, instead of all of these dials, there should just be a single dial saying, do you want to filter negative comments? Yes or no? Because I just, where is the situation where you want to hear some N-word? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, either you want to hear it or you don't. And like... <sighs> so, I can, I actually like the idea. I feel like the grouping just just, has, just give me a situation where you want to hear a little bit of <laughs> or you want to hear a little you want to hear a little nigga but not a lot of nigga yeah. <laughs> so i feel like i feel like okay so so let's take a step back right so obviously we're black and we use nigga flagrantly <laughs> but about it, eight times so far yeah <laughs> but if you are of a different race so let's say you're white let's say you're asian mm-hmm. you know i feel like to a certain extent, I, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like white people don't have a problem with black people saying the N word. Mm-hmm. Some do, but most white people don't have a problem with black people saying the N word. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when it's said in excessive amount of times, it makes people of other races a little bit uh, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't care. I, I, like I said, we use nigga flagrantly. I use nigga all the time, but. Um, I can definitely see how that is used or is beneficial um, just because in plus like there are certain aspects that certain people think are acceptable and certain people that think aren't acceptable. Like there are black families, like I said, that use nigga flagrantly. Mm-hmm. And then there are families that that word will never be spoken in my house, yep. you know? Yep. So it all depends on, I guess, how you, how you, how you go about yourself. Cause Everybody has different levels and tolerances for a lot of things. So that's what I was saying at the be or not at the beginning, but I guess kind of towards the beginning of this segment is like, you know, we could have uh, like it all just like if because you said you want one. Do you want negative comments or no? So I'm thinking like if they are able to get the the categories, you know, obviously like not N word, white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if they were to, like guess, make specific categories the correct way where you can turn on certain categories and turn off certain categories. Mm-hmm. I definitely see, think that it's a, a really good feature with um, the way that live streaming and streaming in general is about to take over. Mm. Um, but I see, I see the, I see the need for it. And I guess they're just kind of getting above the eight ball mm-hmm. so they can have it perfected by the time that it really is, you know, top tier. 
if if when if they were able to get the race of the users when they sign up and I can say I only want to see nigga written by black users. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. That's true too because I'm all for it. like I said, I'm all for I'm all for it, but I don't like seeing it when it's coming from a trusted source. <laughs> it's only when it's coming from a trusted source. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, it's that's that's definitely something to think about. I like that. I actually really like that. I guess what we're going to uh, parental controls. But um, let's see. We talked about the Isley brothers and stuff like that. I think it's time to um, pay our respects to DMX. Yeah, obviously, yeah. just found out today. So we're recording it on a Friday. Hmm. Just found out today that it is officially um, that DMX has officially transitioned. Yep. Um, absolute legend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in every respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like from '97 to '03, like the world. Yeah, definitely. ruled the world. Definitely. And the, like his. And I look like there's a video of DMX that I can never get that video, mm-hmm. excuse me, of him at Woodstock in yep. 1999 performing all of his hits. Yeah. When he literally like it literally looked like the entire world. Like yep. there were people as far as the eye could see. I will never get tired of that video. I can Definitely. watch that I, anytime, even, even when he was um, alive, mm-hmm. anytime that video came on, I had to like it. Yeah, you feel me? I had to retweet. Like it's just a great video that really showed that man's fucking influence and you know just how much he was that guy. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, today. I was watching YouTube uh, on YouTube. BET had a live stream today of just mm. uh, so on YouTube today. BET streamed all of their DMX footage randomly. Like oh, random, wow. they live stream. Trying to actually get black viewers back. I know, right? <laughs> they live stream literally all their DMX footage randomly. So, like, mm. first it was that you know they did that Rough Riders documentary recently. I don't think I seen that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like a few months ago, they did a documentary on like with him and Swiss Beats and Eve. And, Word. Yeah, yeah. So I almost forgot Swiss Beats was in uh, Rough Riders, but yeah. Oh go yeah. Ahead. Yeah, so they did that, and then at, right after that, they showed him on 106 and Park in, like, 2001. Mm. And then they showed, like, they just showed a bunch of... And remember, he had a show on BET, like a quick show? It was only, know. like, one season. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it was it was quick. It was, like, literally one season, and at the end of each episode, he did a freestyle. Like, I remember that. Word. So, I don't think I've seen that. I'm trying yeah. to figure out why I haven't seen that. I probably may have. I probably have to see, like, a clip of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- and on that live stream, they were talking about you know one time when uh, he wanted to he wanted to perform at a place, yeah. Uh, but he blew up so quick that it was completely sold out, and there was a ton of people standing outside trying to get in. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even open the doors, so he just said, "Fuck it." He got on top of the van and just performed in front of the building. Bro, I believe. Everybody- <laughs> Bro, when I tell you like DMX. In 18 months, had three platinum albums. Yeah. And by platinum albums, I'm talking about, like, straight up, like, quality work. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize how difficult it was to sell hard copies of a million albums. Yeah. Like, people, 
Like you had fifteen dollars in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but you have ten, fifteen dollars in your pocket. Now, nowadays you can use that ten, fifteen dollars and get every song damn near ever created, mm-hmm. and you have free reign to listen to anything that anybody's ever released. Yeah. But you had to take but back in the day, you had to take that fifteen dollars and use that to purchase one C D that you were <laughs> going to listen to you in your car, in your fucking C D player back in the day, yep. in your fucking boom box. You feel me? Like that would be that one thing that you would listen to for probably at least the next few months. Mm-hmm. And surely enough, DMX was able to sell well. To go to sell three platinum albums, so millions sold each one. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, like I said, absolute fucking icon. Yeah. So uh, his show on BET, there were literally six episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of like a, what Rap City or something. It's kind of similar to that. It was like a mini series. Oh, a mini series. Okay. It was in 06. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, I, I remember watching that definitely. Okay, I got you. I was about to say, yeah, I think I might have missed that one. But I got a question for you, though. Mm. All right. So did it make it easier or harder knowing that he was alive and that he was like kind of like on the verge? Because, you know, I think they said he was brain dead or whatever for a little while. Mm -hmm. So did it make it easier or harder understanding that he was fighting for his life? Or would you have rather? That sounds bad. But did it make it easier or harder? uh, It's so hard to say. Like, it's so hard to say what that's like, you know? Um, it's so hard to say how he f- was feeling in that situation because mm. none of us have any idea what it's like being in that situation. That's facts. And I mean, there are people that come back from a coma and they just say, they talk about like they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Where Basically, when a lot of people come back from comas, they talk about it as if either they saw crazy visions Mm. or they like they don't remember any of it you know it's like one of the two yeah yeah so you know i don't think he was like in pain that whole time just based off of other experiences i've heard from people in comas and getting out of them yeah so but i i mean honestly i feel like you know his brain stopped for like 30 minutes before Mm. he got help and like in that situation, and just hard. hearing hearing about the situation, I was, I was, you know, had hope, of course, but you, you know, it yeah. was a pretty, it was kind of grave. Yeah, yeah, and because, like I said, I think at this point, I feel like it was good because there was a lot of love for DMX. I mm-hmm. like I don't say good, but I think it made it easier on me specifically, but I think for the more so for the general public. It was a little bit easy. You didn't feel overwhelmed with his death immediately. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, when Kobe's death, I just felt overwhelmed. You feel yeah. me? And everybody's posting pictures. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. I'm just like, yo, this is a lot going on. Like, I got to, I need, like, it was just a lot to process. Mm-hmm. But with DMX, I feel like he was able to get a little bit of love mm-hmm. before he passed. You know, granted, yeah. he was brain dead for the most part. And it was really hard, obviously. You know, there was motorcycle rallies outside of his uh, room, which I thought mm-hmm. was, like, great. Like I said, people popping wheelies in the middle of the street because he's known for doing that shit. Yeah. So, like, the whole Rough Riders gang was out there and stuff. Like, that was really nice. Or that was a really good gesture that yeah. I feel like that community did. And even in addition to that, um, he did the verses with Snoop Dogg. 
celebrated. Yeah, he was and, celebrated. Definitely. Yeah, and he had that whole uh, he had that whole long interview on GQ. Oh, I don't know about the GQ. He one. he was doing he was he was coming back so to speak. Like, yeah, and that's the that's the hardest thing about it too, is because he you could really tell DMX was on a spiritual journey. Yeah. Like he was really doing what he needed to do for his life, and you know, great. Like I said, it's just addiction. Like we lost a lot, a lot of greats to ODs, man. Yeah, a lot. Because granted, we've said jokes about him, you know, being on crack and stuff like that before, but you know, we've lost a lot of greats to overdoses. You know, mm-hmm. you got what Mike Jackson, Prince, Whitney, mm-hmm. now DMX, like iconic figures that have shifted the culture, shifted everything about everything that we do mm-hmm. or how music or anything in general. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. Definitely. But yeah, it was, you know, definitely RIP to the legend, man. We've oh, lost yeah. way too many legends, man. All dogs go to heaven. So <laughs> I like, it. I, you know, I like, I know, it. I, I feel like that's the other thing. I feel like, you know, the fact that, you know, he was always constantly fighting his demons and mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense that that's done, you know, where. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get to the point where it's like, especially since his quote unquote demons at the end of the day were what took his life. Because I feel like I think they said that his his blunt was laced when he was like 14. That's how he got hooked on crack. So I, yeah. so it really wasn't even his fault that he got hooked on crack. Granted, we made yep. jokes and it's really it's really not a funny situation. Yeah. But um yeah, when he was fourteen he got fourteen or fifteen, um, a really prominent figure in his life laced his blunt with uh crack and then it was mm-hmm. done after that. But um yeah, man, it, it really makes me kind of hate watching those, you know, those like Ayanla fix my life shows mm-hmm. and you know, celebrity rehab shows. Yeah, yeah. Man, after seeing his addiction take after seeing the addiction take DMX's life, man, I don't, I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Granted, people, that's, and that's just, you know, people always need content. People always need to post a story. People always need, you know, to keep the media thing rolling. And, I mean, we also saw a little of that when people thought he died earlier and yeah. they were just jumping out, showing the news. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, again, you know, they're trying to sell it. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's a, like I said, man, it's a sad day across hip hop. Honestly, it's a sad. I've seen, you know, I hope this don't sound weird, but it's like I didn't even know DMX was as big in the Caucasian community as mm-hmm. he was. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Granted, as we just talked about how big he was and everybody he's performed in front of, yep. but, you know, you really see that. Even like, like I said, you know, white people our age were, you know, posted DMX and stuff like that. I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't know his reach expanded out that far, but it's clearly just enforces everything that we were just talking about. Right, right. Yeah. So I hope uh I hope old girl we talked about in the beginning, I hope she paid her respects because you know. <laughs> Cause she's a doll. <laughs> oh my god, Ray, you killing me. <laughs> you killing me. You gonna send me to hell with that one. You gonna send me to hell with that one. <laughs> But yeah, man. Shout out to DMX, man. Shout out to Definitely. you know. Hopefully, rest in paradise, man. Rest yeah. in paradise. Uh, let's see. You got anything else? Uh, 
Let's see. Um, so here's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm thinking about mm, which one? Which one? Okay. Uh, you may not know about this because I think this happened before I could afford a smartphone. But okay. <laughs> they are making a move. This is their. This is the first time they are making a feature length film based on a Twitter thread. Did you oh, know that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I saw that not too long ago. I think it's like A twenty four films. Yeah, yeah. That production company A twenty four. Yeah, they they know how to do a fucking movie. Definitely. Like high adrenaline. Like mm-hmm. they do a lot of good shit. Have you ever seen that movie Spring Breakers? Yes. That's on my to watch list. I haven't seen it yet. Spring Breakers, it's straight. It's straight. It's not amazing, but it's straight. Yeah. You feel me? I feel like you, it's definitely something to watch to say that you watched it. So, do you know about this Twitter thread? Like the Zola Twitter thread? I do not know about it. I, yeah. like I said, I heard about it. And honestly, there are actually a lot of things that I've seen on Twitter that could be a fucking movie. Yeah. But. Um, apparently, yeah, they are, they're making an entire movie based off of some Twitter thread that somebody made a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the trailer mm-hmm. and what I can gain from the movie, because I had, Manuel, I haven't seen the Twitter thread. And I know a lot of people that I follow were excited for this because they have probably seen the thread before. Yeah. So apparently, so this is just from what I gathered. Apparently it was, uh, a, a girl it was some girl that got another girl in the stripper because they were making a lot of money. Yep. They started traveling a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the crazy stories that probably ensued and I guess just the trials and tribulations that went along with that. That's pretty so much what I could gain from it. Yeah, it's like two strippers meet up. They become friends. Uh, one of them's like, let's go on a trip. And the other one's like, cool. But then when they go on the trip... Can't travel with everybody. Yep, yeah. When they go on the trip, what she doesn't know is uh, that they're going with her pimp, and he's gonna be pimping, pimping her, out. her out. And she's just oh, she's okay. just a stripper. She doesn't do any kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. She, and then yeah, and that's the reason I brought up Spring Breakers because I feel like this is gonna be kind of similar. Uh, honestly, Spring Breakers they weren't were they strippers? I don't think they were. Stri- they weren't. They, yeah, they weren't strippers, but it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be that kind of genre. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's <laughs> it's gonna be guns and tits everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel what you're talking about, though. Um, yeah, like I said, just just that you know, thirty second, thirty second description mm-hmm. is enough to like you know what's going to be interesting you know it's yeah. like it's wild shit that happens every day in life, mm-hmm. but when you throw all those factors in. I definitely it's probably it's probably like I said it's probably got all the marketing you know within the people that will watch it mm-hmm. it's already got Twitter down so Twitter marketing probably is you know they got that on a lot and then mm-hmm. now once they start releasing the um, trailers and stuff like that for it to you know spread like wildfire through everything else it could pop bro it could definitely pop yeah I've, I've been debating if I want to read the thread before I watch the movie I don't I don't. I like I like being surprised by things. I feel like that's why I, I that's that's why I'm weighing the options because I agree with you on that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what if the movie sucks and the thread is way better? I hate that too. I hate when I when they fuck see, up a movie. I yeah, I hate when I see the movie first and it sucks and then the thread is way better and mm-hmm. I read the thread after and Yeah, like a book or something. Because um 
uh, one of the movie director, Ava DuVernay. Yeah, yeah. Movie director, she was like, yo, this thread is like, not only is it crazy, it's actually a very well-written thread. Ah, yeah. <laughs> as far as like, not as far as like diction or, but the way she describes the situation, she paints a vivid picture. And then how things she, probably just call back and. Yeah. Yeah. And she breaks the tweets up in a way to build tension. Like, mm-hmm. even though I haven't read it, I'm yeah, just talking yeah, about yeah, that's yeah. what people that's what, say. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the goats talking. That's one of the goats talking. So it's like you, you respect their opinion because it's Ava DuVernay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely will probably be tuning in just because of what it means. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like social media has officially like story, like everyday human beings sharing their everyday lives and their mm-hmm. their stories have officially transitioned to big Hollywood production companies. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of that. Instead of, you know, some people just, you know, go ahead and write scripts. Obviously, people that write scripts and do everything like that obviously pull from their real lives. Yeah. But I feel like as far as just a a viral Twitter thread that ends up coming to, like I said, big Hollywood production company, I like that idea. I like, I like, because, you know, Lord knows that Hollywood's running out of fucking ideas. <laughs> Lord knows that. Yep. But yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, did you hear about um, the new head coach of University of North Carolina? <laughs> oh my God, I I didn't even put that in my notes, but yeah, uh, I don't know what his name is. I forgot what it was. I know he was a pretty decent player. I remember I've mm-hmm. heard his name before. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him coach now, I recognize the name. But I, as far as like me right now, trying to remember what his name is, like I said, from what I remember, he was a pretty decent player in the NBA. Yeah. Probably did his thing in college. It was probably it was definitely before my time, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but boy, he was like, "Yeah, I'm the first black coach in UNC's history." But I love my white wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, and you know, immediately the Dr. Umar swarmed in. Oh my <laughs> god. Yo. And yeah, so I think I have an interesting take on it. I like, already listen. First, it was funny. Just oh, instantly just fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. It was fucking hilarious. Just in you know, there's that type of humor where it's unexpected. And you just laugh. You're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody said yeah. anything. But I feel like a lot of people making the assumption that he said that just to like help appease the, so to speak, white people there. You know, a lot of a lot of people were making the assumption that he said that as a. I don't want to. This is going to be a running theme throughout this whole pod, so let me just say it. All right, go ahead. A lot of people are saying he said he loves his white wife. He said that as a dog whistle to the white people in the room. Oh, like, hey, I'm one of you guys, or or like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna be. Oh, so it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So like, he wanted to say that to appease people that were a little bit skeptical of them getting a black coach is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Mm. And I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. So I saw a lot of that, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like a lot of the, uh, 
a lot of the what am I gonna say? I hate the word woke. I, I would say I feel a, like a lot of the most active activists I know, like active, a lot of the a lot like of that. the black people I know that are fighting for racial justice the most actively, mm-hmm. a lot of them have white partners. Really? Yeah. I I see uh, a lot of that. I can't say I can't agree with that. Um I with me specifically, I think First of all, I feel like there's I, how you were just saying. I feel like there's a there's now a stigma. I feel like the mm-hmm. word woke has been ruined. Because yeah. um, I feel like everybody kind of knows the time period when they quote unquote became woke. And <laughs> I feel like and I feel like like I said, there's such a negative connotation with that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's one of the most important things that you can do specifically as a black person is understanding the systems that are placed against you understanding what you need to do going forward, understanding, I guess, basically unlearning all the bullshit that you taught and the, I guess, negative biases that you have against black people yeah, and unlearning that stuff. So I feel like becoming woke is a positive thing, but it's now being shed as um, mm-hmm. a negative thing. Yeah. With that being said, um, I don't, I can't agree with that you know, activists having white partners. I, yeah, yeah, I brought it up. I brought it up because it's true as far as not, it's not saying that, you know, the trend is true, but saying that based on the people that I know, yeah, a lot of them, or maybe not even most of them, but a lot of them have white partners. And the reason I bring it up is, you know, just because he has a white wife, it doesn't mean that he's going to be, you know, I mean, Ben Carson has a black wife. <laughs> that means, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I didn't, it, I didn't even think, I didn't remotely think about does Ben Carson have a black wife or not. But yeah, well, again, I'm bringing it up. It doesn't I mean, I really mean. It yeah. doesn't mean it. At the it end of the day, it really anything. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, it's all about, mm, I won't say that. I won't say that. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go full on Dr. Umar, but there have been good points brought up when people um i know like i said this is this is like a dr umar i don't know if it's dr umar quote but mm. i know he stresses the fact that you cannot be for black liberation and you can't be for your people if you um i guess uh, what's the word what's the word i want to use if you if you i guess get with a white woman or get with a white partner they say that you're not really full for, you know, granted, because I'm all, I'm all for interracial dating. Mm-hmm. And I know I've, I've gotten into arguments with people because, like, obviously, I'm like I said, I've, I'm definitely for. But I feel like creating black families with black, uh, black, creating and sustaining healthy black families is extremely important to the black community. That's what I want to say. All right. Let me say that again. Creating and sustaining healthy black families in the black community does way more than not doing that. Then I guess, you know, I guess mixing races or whatever, which isn't a problem, but that's just, I feel like if you are quote unquote for the movement, Mm -hmm. I feel like definitely your first uh, option or not first option, but I feel like you should look at it a different way. You should look at marriage and starting a family a different way mm. than um, 
just, you know, fucking with somebody. Hmm. So. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I said that the right way. Because like I said, I've, you know, I've had white girlfriends in the past. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of white friends. Interact with a lot of white people. But um, just, I guess, my vision of how my life goes hmm. is most time with a black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I just prefer black women, like, in most aspects, relationship-wise. Yeah. But I do feel like, uh, I mean, like you, like, interracial dating isn't an issue for me. I don't think about it. Yeah, it's not... Like I yeah. said, I'm never gonna judge. Like I'm never gonna judge somebody for having. <laughs> See, that's this is why I'm saying. Like I didn't want to go to full Doctor Umar because like Doctor yeah. Umar will like drag you for that shit. Yeah, Doctor Umar is like. I mean, putting aside the whole scam with the school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, if if you're the type that's like, you know, we have to liberate black people, but first. Make sure there's no gays. Make sure there's no yeah. white people. Like you're when you put all these things in front of your goal, it tells us that you care more about these things than your goal. Than your actual like goal. you care more about you know uh, shutting down like uh, black homosexuals in your goal. Um, interracial yeah. couples in your goal. Like yeah, it's like because black people black people obviously are not a monolith. Yeah, so I think we've all talked about that. And then plus on. The fact of, you know, even if you have if you have a black son or if you're black and you have a baby with a white person and the child comes out and makes the child is black. Right. So it's yeah. not it's just the child is black. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just like I said, if you if you are for I like I said, I just believe in. um like I said, it's not even so much of keeping. Because I know some people will say like eugenics, like keeping the race strong and blah 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 blah. It's like yeah. it's never anything like that. Like I don't even. Like I said, that doesn't even remotely fall in my thought process with thinking about that. Yeah. It's just like I said, if you wanna, if you are truly for the black community, and like I said, some people aren't specifically for the black community. Some people are for themselves, and some people are for mm-hmm. their happiness and for whatever else. Which is completely fine. Like, you can definitely be for all of those things and still... Uh, you can definitely be for all those things and still, you know, interracially date and marry and have kids. Because regardless, your kids are going to be black. I don't care what you get with. You get a white person, Asian person, Hispanic person, your kids are going to be black. It's the one drop rule. But, um, yeah, I just feel like that's just that's just, that's just good for building strong black families. I don't know. It's just, it's just something that our community needs help with. And I feel like that's the best way to kind of go about that. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'll be honest. I would, now that you bring that up, I want to look up like statistics on that because I feel like, uh, as far as, I am not sure that that is a big enough issue that we need to like make an effort on. And because the reason I say that is what's not a big enough issue. Uh, like there is a lack of fully black couples. Oh no, I don't think there's a lack of fully black couples. I feel like sometimes there is a lack. 
So let well let's. I mean, I know I know certain specific are not statistics. Well, certain specifics, and maybe mm-hmm. not so much as like I don't have the specific numbers, but I know that the black community has a higher wa- higher rate of single motherhood than any other community. Mm. Um, I know that uh, there are more incarcerated black parents. There are, there's a higher percentage of incarcerated black parents than any other community. And it's been proven that, um, you know, and obviously those, all these factors lead to uh, substandard, not substandard, a lot of these factors contribute to, what's the word I'm looking for? To, I guess just, I don't want to say poverty, but they lead to, I guess, well, we'll just say poverty for right now. Not necessarily, like, it doesn't mean that you're going to be poor, but I'm just saying in general, like, it's, there's less of, how there's less household income when a parent is in jail, when there's a parent that's, you know, raising multiple kids on their own. Hell, mm-hmm. even raising one kid on their own. Mm-hmm. So these certain factors influence the places that we live, the things that we do. Like, if your mama got to work two or three jobs and you're home alone all day, you're, you're a kid, you're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I feel like those are certain aspects that all contribute to a lot of these negative stereotypes that we get. Because yeah. I'm always a full, firm believer that everybody is a childhood away from being the person that they hate the most. And, mm. you know, mm. I feel like black people, like I said, you know, obviously we don't have to get into the whole history of everything, but we know that black people have been disenfranchised for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like not having strong, not having a strong um, foundational mm-hmm. uh, family yeah. contributes to that. And mm-hmm. it's more so the reason um, why a lot of us end up incarcerated, in trouble, you know, and all this other stuff in, you know, substandard living conditions. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's all, I feel like it's all relatable. Yeah. Uh, when you all, you know, all good points. Uh, when you, when you brought that up though, you reminded me of something I wanted to bring up in a previous episode, but forgot. Yeah, go ahead, bring it up. So, the CDC, uh, Center for D- Disease Control, yeah, government agency, um, they do research and development of like studying diseases, cures for diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also includes mental disease, like depression, mm. uh, mental diseases, things like that. They did a study called "Fathers' Involvement with Their Children." Yep. Um, it was in 28. You already heard about this? I haven't heard about it, uh, but I might know where it's going, but go ahead. Yeah, in 2018. And some interesting results. Okay. They found that statistically, black families tend to get divorced more often. Hmm. But according to this study, they found that black fathers are more involved in their children's lives than any other race in the U.S., so they get divorced more often, but black fathers are more involved. So they're not. I have a theory about that, too. I can I see what you're like. So there might be there are stereotypes that would not lead people to believe that. But right. I actually do believe that because I feel that black people co-parent 
more than any other race. So, and that's what this study is really saying. Right, because I feel like, you know, for whatever reasons, I feel like typically when a when black parents are divorced, um, a lot of times they're still going to be pretty close to each other. They're going to be in the same within the same city, within the same mm-hmm. confines, right? Granted, most people, most people I know, and most people that I've interacted with, uh, well, I'll say more so, most of the people that I grew up with, mm-hmm. all of our, well, shit, just about all of our, I probably, we probably, out of my 10, I'll say out of 10, out of 10 people that I hung out with on a daily basis back in like high school, I'd say maybe two had live-in fathers. Maybe two had live-in fathers. Mm-hmm. Now, um, a lot of times black people end up in the same city, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, when people get like when black people get divorced, I feel like a lot of people stay within the same city confines. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like maybe for other races, they might mm-hmm. be out of town more often, right? So yeah. like, you know, I feel like that just kind of comes with territory of you know people. Unfortunately, yeah, this might sound bad too, but unfortunately, um, with people having with other races more often having higher paying jobs, mm-hmm. typically going to be located different places rather than being in the same city mm. and I feel like a lot of black mm-hmm. people stay in this they might get divorced but they're still in the same city mm. so I mean yeah like yeah. I said I believe I believe that it's it's, it's kind of counterintuitive but I definitely believe that yeah statement. yeah I feel in and to bring it up like my side of it is a lot of these stereotypes can be counterintuitive Mm -hmm. where uh yes there is still it's a lot of these stereotypes can exaggerate the situation or make us think you know um globally worldwide when you talk about a collective like how many times is it happening um what is the actual number based what is the actual number versus what your experience was ah Okay. Right. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And uh and you know if if a black guy marries a white woman and he, you know, is starting a nonprofit for like helping homeless black youth and he's like yeah, yeah, on yeah. the street, is that better than just another black guy that just marries a black woman and that's all he does? I don't I'll know. Be, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Uh, you know, it, I definitely think that doing more, yeah, like I said, it's it's all about your impact and your reach. Yeah. But the most, so when you say that, it makes me think of two things, right? So mm-hmm. I see I was like kind of like, what I'm about to say is about to contradict itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. personally, me, I feel like, you know, maybe the black guy married to a white woman that has a nonprofit helping out my bad but yeah so maybe the black guy that's married to a white woman that has a non-profit organization helping out you know homeless back black youth i feel like is doing more mm-hmm. for the community mm-hmm. now whereas there's a black guy married to a black woman that's raising you know black children in mm-hmm. a very loving and healthy environment right mm-hmm. now I feel like both of those people are doing their part and it's hard to judge 
mm-hmm. who's doing more yeah. surface level, I feel like owning the nonprofit is doing more surface level. But on a deeper level, you are influencing blacks. Like, like I said, even if you have mm-hmm. a black father and a white mom, you are still being influenced and taught values that are important to maintaining and progressing as a human. But I think it's just a little bit different. Like I said, when you like you're more, I feel like it's at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. It's still helping the community just as much. I don't want to say just, it's just in a different way. Yeah. It's, it's apples and oranges. I can't, I can't compare. It's hard. Yeah. It's just either service level or deep because everybody knows that people's, the majority of people's, uh, the majority of how people respond and act and are formed comes from their family life. Yeah. So it's almost like setting a foundation for a person rather than fixing what's broken. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess to sum it up, you know, it was funny when he said it. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was funny. Yeah we, yeah, we took some funny shit and it went deep <laughs> with that motherfucker. We went deep with that motherfucker. Mm. But yeah, man. Let's see what we at 110 right now. Do you got anything else? Um, Netflix bought a documentary about Kanye West and apparently it's footage all the way since 2001. Yep. They said it's 21 years in the making. Yep. Yes, sir. Multi-series part documentary for yay. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious what his involvement is. Like no one explicitly said that. No one has mentioned his involvement. Like, I hope it's not just... It could be, like, somebody that he doesn't even talk to, that he doesn't even like, that has all this footage, and they're, you know... They're doing something other. Actually, like they did with the Centoya Brown case. Yeah, because um, they also had a Biggie documentary that was, like, very... They did a big Biggie documentary recently, and it wasn't all about East Coast, West Coast. Like, mm. it was just about him. His life. And... It was better for that because it, the people were more he, involved. Right. More His family, family was more involved and all that. It and showed like, him. Yeah. I haven't heard if that's the case with this, and that's a big factor for me. Yeah. So I think the Biggie documentary is more Biggie as a person rather than Biggie as a rapper. Yeah. Like most of everything that came out about Biggie was him as a rapper rather than him as a person. Yeah. Um, but the Kanye thing. So, um, I might be able to, I guess, elaborate on that a little bit because it's the same directors that did his Through the Wire video. Mm. Um, so, like I said, he's worked with Kanye before. Mm. And then the dude also had a few uh, good movies. Or, yeah, he's, he's the dude has made a few, a pretty a much a... Oh, Jesus. The <laughs> dude has made a few pretty good documentaries. He did a couple 30 for 30s for ESPN. Yeah. Um, the one about Stefan Marbury. Mm-hmm. Um, about Benji Wilson, so um, yeah, man, it's it's like I said, I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, you know, that's my nigga, yep. so we'll see how everything pans out. Yeah, yeah. But that's everything I got for today. Uh, uh, well, let's let's do one more thing. Okay, Are you all right. Yeah. Uh, so um, they have here in Charlotte. Uh, at the Panther Stadium, they're gonna be having vaccines. Oh yeah, yeah, um, walk up vaccines. Yeah, I so vaccines have been 
controversial since they've existed. Uh, there's nothing new about uh, this internet culture of like bashing vaccines that they're like evil or yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll uh, turn you into a monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if you look back, even um, the very first vaccine was found like um, using cows as test subjects in the very beginning. Mm. And they, if you look up like the, the early stages, people were making political cartoons of like half human, half cows because like, <laughs> yes. And like, I'm, I'm saying like literally before the very first vaccine was even used, people were like, Oh, this is this, evil. This is fucked up. Yeah. 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 And you know, with me, I, I feel like there is a long history of not only is there a long history of vaccines working, there's also a long history of people dying for not taking vaccines. Mm. Um, yeah. And, but there is also that there is a history of a few people having, you know, negative reactions to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when, like, considering all that stuff, I'll be honest, like, considering all that stuff, I have faith in vaccines. And I feel like if this vaccine if they took more time putting this vaccine together, I would be ready to take it. But that is the, for me personally, that is the single and only thing that makes me hesitant. Just the fact that it was rushed just and, and only that just the fact that it has been. And, and there's an explanation for that too. Also just the fact that this is the first time in history that, not only do we have this much technology, but also this is the first time in history where the entire world worked together. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's one of the reasons. Too. That's true. Yeah. They got, they did get the correct funding and right. Not only funding, but like the people, the science scientists all over the world were working on this single objective, government funded and everything. Yeah. And that is why that's their explanation for why it's come out so quick. Yeah. But even then, you know, the only, the literally the only thing about it that makes me hesitant is that. It's rushed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, my my exact sentiments as well. Um, like I said, I'm not one of those people that think that it's going to, they're going to inject something into you. So, like, I feel like history, I feel like we've gotten pretty, I feel like, I don't have a, any reason to think that the government's going to insert anything into my body yeah, and to try to kill me off or yeah. to, to intentionally infect me. Um, and even if you feel like that, go get it at a white neighborhood. Go down to Ballantyne. <laughs> go down. Yeah, they, they got the good shots over there. Yeah. If they see you in line, they're like, oh, get, oh, oh, get, get, <laughs> get, get the nigger back. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like I said, I mean, that's the, it's just, like I said, it, the fact that it was rushed, I'm a little hesitant about, but also as you clearly put the entire world was working on the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. and had plenty of people to test it on. So, you know, like I said, that's the only thing that's, that I've, uh, taken a step back. But other than that, 
you know, like I said, get it. Mm-hmm. Don't not get it. Yeah. Just do your research. I'm I'm getting it. You know, not I haven't scheduled it yet, but I'm. Me neither. Like I said, I mean, I'm leaning towards it. I. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like I said, it's just it's just reluctancy. Mm-hmm. It's just reluctant. People, like I said, people will forever be reluctant to things. Yeah. I don't even I don't even take Advils. So I'm like one of those type niggas. So mm-hmm. yeah. there was a uh, there was a Nas song, I forget where it was, but he was like, uh, "I don't even take medicine because I gotta pick the cotton before I get to the pill. <laughs> <laughs> because you gotta you gotta pick the cotton before you yeah, get to the pill." <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna. Lie. Yeah, the thing is, man, like it, so it, ain't, it ain't like a pride thing like that. But it's just yeah. it's just me, you know. I just don't even. I don't hardly ever take medicine for anything mm. so yeah. i'm country we use we use herbal remedies mm. we <laughs> we use vix and herbal remedy exactly. and that's that'll cure anything you need yep yeah vix vapor rub you already know yeah. <laughs> but i think that pretty much sums up today yeah all right man um this has been another episode of the blind leading the blind all right appreciate y'all peace peace